We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I'm excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's Word every single day, and today is no exception. We are continuing in our lesson study, our devotional series titled, Rest in Christ, this time under the caption, Whose Yoke Is It? Whose yoke is it? We'll get into that in just a moment, but first, let's pray, and then we'll get underway. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us a new opportunity, a new uh, a morning, a new, a new privilege to open your word today. Father, I thank you with our life, Father, we ask you grace, and this morning, help us to live, live the law of God, live according to your counsels. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen again. Let me ask you a question again. Whose yoke is it? I won't give you the entire context. You're going to go back a few days and listen and watch whatever you need to listen to and watch in this series to understand where we're going with this. But let's understand here that the yoke being spoken of in Matthew 11 has everything to do with the law of God, the Ten Commandments, the holy Ten Commandments given at Mount Horeb on uh, tables of sapphire stone emblazoned by the very finger of God. Can you imagine no inspiration there, no prophets to interpret there. No, God with his own finger emblazoned those 10 words, as the scriptures would call them, in those sapphire tables of stone. Whose law is it? Now we have a better context for the question, whose law is it? You see, sometimes people are annoyed by you when you only want to tell the truth. Some people are agitated when, when you refuse to covet with them and badmind people, go behind their back and try to uproot them from something that God says is theirs. Sometimes people are annoyed by you when you are young and you want to seek the guidance and counsel of your actual parents, the ones whom God gave charge over you, right? The ones who are responsible for you and to God. Sometimes people are annoyed and uh, give all kinds of criticism when you refuse to turn your back on the holy seventh day sabbath you refuse to do any servile labor that is work that is for your own benefit on the holy seventh day sabbath from even uh, evening on um, on friday until evening on saturday is holy time there's no other holy time no other holy day in the week Yes, people are worried and burdened, and sometimes you take up the burden. Be honest, some of us take up the burden, and we make it seem as if it's all on us. Poor us, like Elijah would have done when he thought he was the only one faithful, and God had to remind him, no, 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 no. I have others that have not bowed the knee to unholiness, bowed the knee to idolatry. 
Yes. And so this yoke, the law of God, is God's. Did you hear that? I think we should know that already, right? The law of God is God's, not mine. I don't get to do with it whatever I will. I don't have to worry about what people think if I am submitted to God, if you are submitted to God and you wish to do his will. It is his law. I, in my own strength, am carnal, sold under sin. That is unholy, sold under sin, a slave to the law of sin and death. But the Ten Commandments law under God is holy and just and good. Yes, this is why God wants to give us clean hearts and, re and renew right spirits within us. This is why he wants to take out from us our heart of stone and put into our lives a heart of flesh. This is why he writes his laws in our hearts and on our minds that we will keep the commandments from that perspective. Not by might, not by power, but, but God, by God's spirit. Yes, and so I'm going to read in that context now we we have to think about how do we how do we help as as we are living in this life pathway from the book Child Guidance 267 uh, inspiration says when you find your work hard when you complain of difficulties and trials Lord help us help me when you say that you have no strength to withstand temptation, that you cannot overcome impatience and that the Christian life is a, an uphill work, be sure that you are not bearing the yoke of Christ. You are bearing the yoke of another master. Yes, so the, the, if the commandments are grievous, right, if your life is so hard to do God's will, then that is not the yoke of Christ. That is not the law of God that you're keeping. Maybe you've made up your own commandments. It's possible. Maybe, God forbid, I've taken up some other burden. Maybe I am minding God's business instead of my own in my own sphere, submitted to God and allowing him to work his works within me. Yes, oh God, King of Saints. Okay, I'm reading from the book Faith and Works, pages three, third, I mean pages thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Here we are. And it reads There is need of constant watchfulness and of earnest, loving devotion. But these will come naturally. Oh, did you get that? These will come naturally when the soul is kept under the power of God through faith. We can do nothing absolutely nothing to commend ourselves to divine favor. We must not trust at all to ourselves or to our good works. But when as erring sinful beings we come to Christ, we may find rest in his love. Thank God. God will accept everyone that comes to him trusting wholly in the merits of that is the good works of Jesus Christ, yes, of a crucified Savior. Love springs up in the heart. See, the Bible says, let me pause right here. If you love me, keep my commandments, right? That's a promise. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Well, the Bible also says that we love him, we love God, because he first loved us. See, his love is the empowering factor. 
His love is the cause of our love. Because we love him because he first loved us. His love empowers us to love him in return. And therefore, that lover, love and power and sound mindness for those who are covered in Christ come as a gift from God and give us the strength that we need to do his will. What a mighty God we serve. Yes. So we continue. Love springs up in the heart. There may be no ecstasy of feeling, right? But there is an abiding, peaceful trust that may uh, that every burden is light. For the yoke which Christ imposes is easy. Duty becomes a delight and sacrifice a pleasure. The path before seemed shrouded in darkness. It becomes bright with beams from the sun of righteousness, Jesus Christ. This is walking in the light as Christ is in the light. Jesus's yoke is his yoke, and we share in his work through the Holy Spirit. It is not our work to bear alone. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, what God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.